0: It's summertime, and you know what that means, more time to play games and more games that you can play. We're going to talk about all of it today on Crossfire's episode of Crossfire Faith in Gaming, the podcast. What's up? This is David Petty, uh, the Reverend David Petty, as sometimes Russ calls me, uh, one of your hosts for Crossfire Faith and Gaming, the podcast. I'm joined by this guy up over here uh, in the Colorado hat.
1: Uh, how's it going, Dave?
0: And that's Russ. That's Russ Dornish. I'll introduce him. Uh, Russ is in Montana. Uh, he's a PlayStation guy, plays lots of games, and he's going to tell you all about all that later. And then up over here, we've got Brian. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody good to all be right. back. So yeah, I'm, I am way behind on all of the announcements, so I'm not going to be the person to talk about the announcements. I'm going to let uh, probably Russ take it from here because Russ, you're probably way more into all of it. And Brian, you're probably way more uh, up on the Xbox stuff on your side. I'll come in later and talk about hardware. Uh, what do you got for us today, Russ?
1: So uh, we already discussed a little bit about the PlayStation event on Crossfire news um, two weeks ago. However, Uh, with that being said, um, the event and the showcase was okay. I, I didn't review it very well. Um, I think there was a lot of stuff left off the table, but it's kind of interesting that in the last year or so, I think that Microsoft and PlayStation have kind of switched roles. You know, PlayStation was always that, that company that would prefer hype over like immediate releases. And so they would announce things, you know, three, four years and it would take a long time for things to come out. They have since been changing that kind of, uh, you know, how things work just because the narrative has always been, you know, a delay station is the meme for it because of all the games that constantly get delayed on PlayStation. So they're like, we're not going to announce anything until like we really for sure know dates and releases and things like that. So because of that, I think that's why we got a little bit of a less, um, I, I guess, uh, you know, hyped showcase. Cause it's been two years since we had a showcase, by the way. Um, some of the highlights though, of course, uh, were, uh, metal gear solid has been rumored to be remade and they are going to go with the prequel, which is actually metal gear. Solid three metal gear. Solid three is technically a prequel in the series for uh solid snake. So that game is being remade. They had a cool little teaser trailer to kind of show that with what looks to be like, it's going to be released in 2024. Um, on top of that, uh, just a couple, I'm just going to throw them out there and then we can chat about them and discuss, uh, what we thought about them. If there was anything that really caught our fancy, but with that, we have Alan wake 2, of course, being shown surprisingly at a PlayStation event. Tower of fantasy, sort of the sea, a uh, big one that people are very excited for hell divers too. Uh, if you're a hell divers, one fan that had quite the, uh, the fan following. So that was an excited thing. Some assassins Creed mirage, of course, final fantasy 16 with it coming out in two weeks was shown off. Um, and then, uh, just real quick, a little bit of hardware stuff. Uh, you had the Project Q, which is a remote play only device for PlayStation and then the new Sony earbuds as well to kind of round out the highlights. Of course, there were plenty of other games uh, that were shown off. Um, and of course, the final reveal, which was the biggest the gameplay reveal for uh, S- Spider-Man 2 uh, coming out this fall, which to jump ahead real quick just because it's a PlayStation thing. uh, They did reveal that Spider-Man two will be released uh, October 20th this year. Uh, That was announced actually at the summer games fest with Jeff Keighley. They didn't show any more gameplay. They just released the, uh, the release date. So that's what that looks like. Um, But yeah, guys, uh, your thoughts or any of the games in particular from the Sony event that kind of caught your fancy on the list of games that we have here.
0: Brian, why don't you go first?
2: Yeah, Alan Wake 2 jumped out at me. Um, I watched the entire game in a uh, kind of a long play Let's Play format. Um, I really loved the narrative of that game. Um, I thought it had some things, uh, you know, gameplay-wise that... Uh, could have used improvement in terms of the way that combat worked. And it looked like maybe they've addressed some of those things in Alan Wake Two. They brought in some more like creatures, monsters and things going on. Um, They split the narrative. So they have this kind of FBI agent angle going. It all just looks really interesting. Uh, It sounds like it has a little bit more of a horror bent than the original, but man, it just looks really intriguing Um, so I'm definitely interested in what's going on with Alan Wake too, for sure.
0: Yeah. The one that, that stood out for me, uh, well, really a a few stood out for me. Alan Wake looked beautiful. Um, and especially it kind of in that, in that creepy pseudo horror, but not like, you know, it's not resident evil horror, you know, uh, a little bit more like last of us more story. Um, but just looked like a beautiful game. Uh, tower of fantasy was one that stuck out to me. as just very intriguing. Like, I couldn't even define it. It was like, okay, this looks like, I don't know, like Legend of Zelda meets like something else meets something else. I I don't know, but it looked intriguing. Um, Sword of the Sea, I think it looks like to me, uh, do you guys ever play those mobile games? uh, Astros, um, what is it? Odyssey and Discovery. I don't even remember what it was called. Um, anyway, they were great, beautiful games and it looked like that, but in 3d, um, and I just love the developers there. So I'm curious to see that. Um, my daughter was very excited to see cat quest. My son was excited to see tear down. Uh, both of those are games that they've played uh, on other devices. So excited to see those come to uh, PlayStation for me. I'm intrigued by the project queue, but I-, I don't know that I would say I'm interested, um, especially depending on price point.
1: Yeah. I definitely think the Project Q, the problems that we're kind of dealing with and, and the backlash people are are facing, it would have helped Sony had they been able to announce like the release date and price for it before they, you know, did anything else with it. Um, I think that's going to be kind of a problem because I have a feeling, again, just knowing Sony um, and just kind of where they're at with this stuff that they're going to probably price it at like 250 $300. And at that point if that's the case it's gonna flop hard because um everybody has a cell phone and it's cheaper to just buy a 75 dollar backbone for your cell phone and make it that remote play device that you know has this the same capability that the queue is gonna have so not really sure as far as that goes um yeah i I, like i said i think for the most part there wasn't any huge huge announcement games um and so that's kind of where we're at and kind of how the Sony event didn't really meet expectations or do what it needed. So, uh, Brian, let's go ahead and move on to the Xbox Game Showcase, which I think did quite a good job for what it was.
2: Um, So let's hear about that. Yeah, I thought the Xbox Showcase was pretty excellent. Uh, You mentioned at the top that it was kind of a reversal here where Xbox has gone to announcing things a lot of things without like definitive dates uh, where before they kind of concentrated on things that were coming in the very near time frame, which is kind of what PlayStation used to do. So I that was just kind of intriguing. Like you mentioned, it was just a, almost a total reversal. Um, but we saw a number of interesting things. I guess, we'll we can kind of go in the same way that you did. We'll kind of yep. I'll run through the show here. Um, the list of show, and then we'll touch on the items that we have, you know, more to say about. But um, I'm not necessarily in the show run order, but they announced something called uh, South of Midnight, which was kind of some kind of game. We just got kind of a cinematic trailer for that um, set in some sort of a bayou. Looked really interesting. Um, Clockwork Revolution, which is an in-exile project. Uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator 2024. City Skylines 2, Star Wars Outlaws. Um, Of course, Starfield, we got an extended look for that. Uh, Fable, which I think led off the show. Uh, Senua's Saga, Hellblade 2. Avowed, which is an Obsidian project. That's a first-person fantasy RPG. Um, Some more details on Forza Motorsport. Uh, Towerborn which is a banner saga devs. <laughs> it's made by them uh 33 immortals, which was this weird co-op game for 33 players. Uh Dungeons of Hinterberg, which was like a like European Alps like adventure game, I don't know. Um Jusant, I think that's how you pronounce that. It was a climbing game. Uh there was an, a trailer for like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. Uh Okay, here's one I'm going to pronounce wrong. Kinitsugami, I think? Path of the Goddess, which had some wild Japanese aesthetics. Uh, Payday 3 they announced. Uh, and then the, uh, the Persona group, I would call it. Uh, Metaphor Re-Fantasio, which is a Persona fantasy RPG. Then Persona 3 Reload and Persona 5 Tactica, which I assume is a tactics game. Uh, persona. Uh, and then still wakes the deep, which is, uh, developed by the Chinese room. It's a horror game set on an oil derrick. Okay. Uh, so yeah. What jumped out at you guys? What do you want to talk about?
1: Well, you know, in watching, obviously leading off with fable looks really good. Um, it's in, in engine, um, we didn't get to really see like a deep dive of like, you know, a, a, full gameplay section. Um, so I'm interested to see everything I hear about the game is really good because it's saying it's going back to the fable roots. Um, so I'm excited about that to see kind of what that game is going to be like. Uh clockwork revolution was probably my most, uh, excited game that I saw out of any of the events uh, that we've seen thus far this summer. Uh, Very much a Bioshock infinite kind of feel to it. Same kind of aesthetic, Uh, you know, first person shooter. Yeah. So super excited for that. Um, And then star Wars outlaws. The nice thing with that one is um, we got to see the trailer and I was like, wow, this game looks really good. And then today uh, as we are recording this on uh, June 12th, Ubisoft had their event and they actually showed like a five minute gameplay, uh scene from it, which included some pretty cool. It, it kind of gave me uncharted vibes. Cause it's a third person. It looks like shooter. Um, Cause you actually use guns. And then the coolest part of the game, which they surprised us with was you get in your spaceship, you fly out of the planet and it immediately goes into gun combat with your spaceship out in space to jumping to light speed to going to a new planet to finishing off your quest. So so much there that I was like, okay, this is this is really, really good. This is really good stuff. So I'm excited for that. Um and then of course, you know, we had the Starfield announcement. Um I I'm liking what I see. I, I'm a just I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried mostly because and people people don't they don't want to say this, but Let's be honest. Uh Bethesda has not had a good track record in the last like what? 10 years. Um so like that's kind of worrisome that it's so it's such a massive idea and game and we've seen this before uh with space games and so I'm a little worried. I'm going to be interested to see the reviews. The good news is it's coming to Game Pass, so we don't have to pre-order it if we don't want to. We can wait, we can play it on Game Pass. Uh, which a majority of these games, by the way, are coming on game pass. They did announce that during the event. The last little comment that I'll make, it's kind of what you talked about. Brian is Xbox now making that change about, you know, announcing games in the future. Almost every game announced at the event was given a 2024 date without an actual 2024 release date telling us like the exact date. Um, So that worries me because of Xbox's recent track record with not hitting those release windows. And so far it looks like Starfield will be the biggest and only big release for uh, Xbox this year for 2023, which is pretty sad. They'll have gone three years almost with one you know big exclusive release that's like considered that top top tier i know hi-fi rush released i know that these other games released but we're talking about those really really big hitters that you get every year from the company so uh david what are your thoughts uh on some of those i i know there were a couple games that you were really interested and excited for
0: yeah i mean i'm i'm Mostly fascinated to go back and watch all of it because I didn't catch most of these games. I just saw that they were like that these are the things that got announced. I've been on vacation for a couple weeks, so I'm way behind the times. Um, but I think it's it's fascinating to look at some of these uh and wonder, especially some of the updates or the expansions, and wonder, okay, is this new content? Is this more of the same? Um, you know, like I had to go and look for a second at uh, Microsoft flight simulator 2024. I was like, okay, you know, like any game, especially sports titles are, are notorious for this, right? Like, oh yeah, we just updated a new thing. We like put a new year on it and now, you know, it's new. Um, but it does look like at least that there's a lot of new content there. Uh, as far as actual games that I'm yeah. really excited for in this list, I would say Starfield, like you guys were talking about, I've been interested in it since I saw the initial announcement at E3 2016 or 17, uh, and they just had this like, you know, this space and like this thing opens up and then there was like Starfield. You're like, what is that? So I'm just intrigued more so to like learn more about it. Uh, I don't know if it's actually going to flop or if it's going to be successful, but should be good. Um, I still need to go back and play the first Sinuous Sacrifice. Uh, I think it's an amazing uh, approach to games to say, what if games could teach us about our mental health, right? Isn't that amazing? Um, I'm just trying to think. There was one other, oh yeah, City Skylines, which uh, I have always loved City Builder games. And really in my view, and I think in a lot of people's view, there has not been a perfect City Builder city builder game since SimCity 4, Um, sim city four was kind of the pinnacle of sim city builders. And then, you know, city skylines was good and the new sim city was okay. Um, so city skylines looks like maybe with the level of detail that they're going for and just the graphics engine behind it should be absolutely phenomenal. Um, but I'm also, you know, I'm prepping myself to get let down because nothing's perfect. Um, of course the star Wars outlaws looks amazing. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. That's what I'm looking forward to.
2: Yeah. I wanted to say some more details in terms of flight simulator 2024. I I love the addition of the missions that you can do now that is really intriguing search and rescue. Um, and a bunch of other different scenarios, firefighting, all kinds of different things that you can do. Yeah. Or, with, or with there was one that was like and
0: helicopters and stuff like taking a helicopter. It was it almost reminded me of like those old, do you ever play SimCopter back in the day? Um, you know, the, like helicopter missions of like, you've got to take this, uh, offshore, uh, container onto a uh, container platform, you know, really cool stuff.
2: Yeah. To me, it opens up a whole new, uh, you know, avenue for the game to explore, um, Right. that, you know, be, beyond being just beautiful and being able to fly around and look at stuff, to be able to actually do some of these missions looks... I mean, I might actually play at this time.
0: So. That was some of the my favorite moments was actually some of the Top Gear... Not Top Gear. Totally different different branches. Top Gun. Um, the Top Gun uh, content they put in for flight simulator where you could go on the missions, you know, and you had, you had to do this and then you have to do this almost more campaign focused than the traditional Microsoft flight simulator. It's like, you know, the campaign is learn to fly. Um, so this, this would be interesting, be an interesting update and be interesting to see what it costs. Um, I was a little disappointed with the first flight simulator, the, the new 2020 flight simulator, um, because all of the extra extra stuff that was like, Oh, you want a detailed airport? great. It's just going to cost you another $70 for the
2: airports package. Um, it's a little bit disappointing. So, And we should mention the one more thing from that conference, which they said was the extended look at Starfield, but actually was the new version of the Xbox Series S, which is black and has a one terabyte hard drive. Uh, and I guess I'll start off with my thoughts in that, I think the one terabyte hard drive is what it should have had in the first place, given that it has no disk drive and is pretty much a Game Pass machine. So it fills up really fast. I think this is double the storage of the original one. So um good, but um probably should have been that way in the first place.
0: It yeah, wasn't yeah. the wasn't the original one like four eighty? Something like that? Like not even a full five well, hundred?
1: Technically both consoles did that. Um because yeah they a lot of it was the OS and operating system and all that so um okay well let's jump to summer games fest not a ton here um like there has been in the past the the biggest announcement which some people said was a letdown I was happy with it because of you know the 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 thing the the status for it but final Fantasy seven rebirth uh the the remake part two um was revealed and it was revealed about this it is going to be on two discs that is right it is going to be on two ultra hd 4k discs which for those at home the biggest ultra hd 4k disc you can get is 100 gigabytes so they're putting two of those in there, which is just weird because recently what we've seen with games is like the game is not on the disc at all. And it just initiates an online download for like 150 gigs. So I, I, I get what they're doing here and they're trying to make this a marketing thing, but in essence, it really isn't that big of a difference from what we're seeing right now with other games. So, you know, just an FYI on that. It's, it's something we've seen before. Um, so needless to say, uh, yeah, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. I'm excited. I loved Final Fantasy VII Remake. So I'm very much looking forward to the next one. Of course, like I said, Spider-Man 2 got the release date. Uh, Prince of Persia, uh, Metrovania game, uh, 2D version uh, is coming. So we get new Prince of Persia. Sonic Superstars, which is like a 3D uh, version of the original Sonic, like just a little bit more blown up, but still, uh, you know, no, none of that depth on there. Um, and then like a dragon Gaiden, uh, had the really weird trailer, star Trek, infinite toxic commando, a new Lord of the Rings game briefly, uh, teased and announced, which hopefully will do better than Gollum. That's something completely different. Uh, banishers, ghosts of new Eden, remnant Two, a couple others, but that's kind of the big ones. Nothing really huge. No Kojima. Uh, like he is known to appear with his best friend, Jeff Keighley. Uh, well that's and, cause yeah, he was all-
0: overdoing the Apple event.
1: I know he sh- when he showed up the Apple event, the amount of like things that I saw blow up and people were like, Oh my gosh. And then That's it was a, like, that was weird. Death stranding two is coming to Mac or death stranding. One is coming to Mac. Like woo. Well, but all of the Kojima
0: big. games I think are coming to Mac.
1: Well, you, they're bringing a lot. It, it, it's Mac games. Like, you know, people don't buy their Macs to play games. That's so. true.
0: That's true. But uh, that, they get excited when they can play some something, anything, you know, it's, I used to you be a map I totally understand it.
1: You got anything to say about the other games uh, at the Summer Games Fest or the games that I mentioned? I'll
2: just I, say. I think the, uh, the two-disc thing for Final Fantasy VII is really clever in terms of a callback to that era of games, right? Yep. When, uh, you know, it was almost a calling card for how many discs that your game used. Right. Like, oh man, that's a four disc game. It's huge. Right. Like, like that was almost a a feather in your cap in those days. Mm -hmm. So I I thought this was clever.
0: Yeah. I I think the multi-disc thing is interesting. I I mean, I think it's cool for, uh, for folks like you, Russ, that, that are collectors of old games and want to be able to put that disc into that console. And regardless of what the technology has done ever since the game will boot and play right? So, you know, things like I looked at the division, which was completely online and thought, okay, well, someday when that server goes offline, you won't be able to play this game anymore because there's no offline mode. Um, you know, for better, for worse. Uh, I was really excited to see the Prince of Persia, the lost crown kind of return to a 2d style. I grew up playing the original Prince of Persia game. Uh, thought it was great. And then when they came out with the 3d stuff and it wasn't well reviewed and then the movie was mediocre, you know, it was just, it's like, what are you doing with this whole franchise? But, um, exciting to see it return to a two dimensional platform and, and curious to see how it goes. Uh, the other thing I would say, and I didn't say this about Spider-Man two up there was the gameplay looked amazing and it looked, it looked like an, a fresh, uh, fresh take on the classic, uh, gameplay that we experienced with Spider-Man one, uh, or the Spider-Man for PS4. Uh, So to see that kind of familiar, but updated, uh, I was excited to see that. So that coming out October is going to be great. So first off, I want to talk about this little interesting device that I got here. Um, I'll show it on screen for anybody that's looking at uh, the YouTube. This is the Asus ROG Ally, and it essentially is like the Steam Deck, but it is a Windows device. So unlike the Steam Deck that runs on a version of Linux, Uh, This baby can actually run full Windows and then you can just launch into uh, your Xbox launcher or your Ubisoft launcher or your Steam launcher, which I like because then uh, you can have the same versions of the same games and your cloud saves come across. Uh, So, so far, really neat little device. Um, I'm just kind of testing it out for a bit to see how I like it. Uh, Then we saw the updates about the MetaQuest 3 uh, is coming out. I was intrigued to see that it's... Uh, you know, lighter, better, faster. Uh, We'll see how it performs. And still, I think the question with all of that kind of stuff is ecosystem, which is where I think Apple has a leg up. The fact that Apple has chosen to get into the VR space with their Apple vision pro um, to me that legitimizes the whole VR space, but they're going to have developers that are developing just for Apple the same way that when the first iPhones came out, I was sold on like BlackBerry and everything else. But then when I looked at how many apps there were on iPhones uh, before the Androids ever came out, I was sold, you know. So it'll be interesting to see what what happens there with the Apple Vision Pro coming in very, very expensive at $3,500. Um, but if it can deliver and if it's a computer replacement, then maybe that price is justified. But maybe not for those of us that don't have $4,000 laying around. Because guaranteed, you're going to need some accessories, you know, like a carrying case or like a longer battery or things like that. So, um yeah, I think those are most of the hardware things. We talked a little bit about the PlayStation hardware up there. Brian mentioned some yep. of the Xbox hardware. What do you guys think about these upcoming hardware um, offerings from various companies?
1: So as a steam deck owner i was very interested in the asus uh, rog i think the big difference and what people are kind of touting is um the power so what they were able to fit inside of the system for only 50 dollars more than the equivalent steam deck uh, is is almost i think they said like uh, based on the tests that i've seen in videos and things you're getting close to like 30 to 40 percent more power output which is obviously great for pc gaming um and and not to mention then you also have the 120 hertz screen so you've got a much nicer screen it's an a, yeah a, a more powerful um device uh for only 50 dollars more what that tells me is um the handheld market is heating up when it comes to these handheld pcs um for those that don't know this and i i follow a lot of youtube channels that that's all they do is review these kind of devices there's a ton of them out there uh i will say the asus rog and the steam deck are kind of your mainstream versions of those um that have kind of got the most attention but there are tons of them out there with different uh things under the hood screens powers price points all of that it's becoming like a laptop a version of a laptop that you can get out there however the reason why it's picking up steam is because the cost of these devices are going down uh, before, they were about the cost of a gaming PC or a gaming laptop, and it was like, what's the point? Why would I buy that if I can just buy a laptop? Yes, it's a little more portability and a little bit more game-focused because it has the controller attached. Great. Great but I've got a laptop that I can, you know, Bluetooth uh, a controller to. So unless you're gonna save me money, uh, it's not an important thing. And now with Asus and Steam Deck having kind of hit mainstream and become a more console level price, uh, similar to like the Nintendo Switch, you're now getting people who are like, oh, so for just a little bit more than a Switch, I can get the power of a uh, gaming PC in my hands, Um, which I think they kind of saw the opening for that because of the success of the Switch. Uh, and so I, I, I love to see the competition opening up. That means prices are going to go down. Power's going to go up. Innovation's going to happen when it comes to handhelds. You know, I was kind of hoping that Sony would see the success of Nintendo Steam Deck, all that and say, hey, we're jumping back in. Um, I'm interested to find out more about the queue. You Why know, not? if you know, what is it running runs? on? It, is it running on an OS? Like, how is it working? Like, to me, it, it has to run on an OS it can't just be the PlayStation OS um, because, you know, they don't have that built in to do that. I like, I don't get that to me. Um, so I'm going to be very interested, at least follow it and follow that news, but uh, very interested in the Asus ROG. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I may just keep my steam deck for now, um, you and know, cause I, I'll, I do I'll be to, honest.
0: I do have to yeah. clarify. It's not an OLED panel. It just looks as good as it like almost Correct. looks as good as an OLED. Uh, cause oh, it is ba- 500 nits
1: yes that's what i was about to say i i remember looking at. i was about to say i didn't think it was oled just yet and that was some of people's complaints and they're like oh nintendo has an oled screen it looks so as it's good better. as, the, as the And i'm like nintendo yeah OLED. but the nintendo is running really old hardware and old specs so don't come at me at this like great oled screen when the graphics are only so much so uh one day we'll get one of these devices with an oled as the oled prices start to severely drop but um yeah excited for that uh Brian I'll let you speak on the uh VRs cuz that's more of your realm you definitely enjoy the VR headsets more than I do so what are your thoughts on those
2: I don't really have any th- I mean I think <laughs> I think I might actually be the least VR person here but um <laughs> no I think I think I think it's intriguing like the Apple announcement really I thought was out of the blue um just in ter- especially in terms of price like I was not anticipating a $3,500 price point. Even if, even if we knew maybe they were working on some VR, something like to come out there was, was surprising, you know, also the, the kind of focus really wasn't on games, which is, you know, traditionally been the focus for VR devices. So that's an interesting angle of like, well, we're just going to go after folks that want to use this for, you know, whatever Mac Uh, you know, apps that they want to use it for. um, And this sort of like, you know, multi-screen vision thing and some of the other, other things. So I thought that was intriguing. The other thing I wanted to comment too on was, um, you know, Project Q for Sony, um, that device, I do think there's a chance that could work if it's really, really cheap, right? Like if it was like in the realm of a hundred bucks, yeah. I think it could actually work. I am concerned that, like, if it's closer to, you know, as you guys mentioned, the as these devices, the Steam Deck and the ROG from Asus,